This is the SFF Audio Podcast. Hi, I'm Jesse. And I'm Scott. And I'm still Paul. <laughs> We're going to do a new releases, recent arrival show. This is a, a, a full-size one. We did a mini one. Um, and this this uh, full-size one is going to be about the paper books we got in, uh, the audiobooks that are newly released, and whatever else is stacking on people's desks and shelves. <laughs> Paul, how many books a week do you get normally? Physical copies. That that that's the that's the funny thing, Jesse. I mean, there are weeks where I'll get nothing, weeks where I'll get one. I mean, I, I go on vacation for two weeks and I come back and I get um, a dozen. Yeah. Which is like, what the? Like everyone, every, I mean, I guess publishers decided to send me books while I was on vacation, which is because I even got a phone call from my apartment manager while I'm on vacation. Like your packages are piling up in the office. What are what are you doing? You're like, oh, I'm on vacation. Yeah, you were away yeah. for uh, oh, how long? Two weeks. Two yeah. weeks in a day. Yeah. So it's like, so yeah, I just happened to hit publisher send me stuff season. Yeah, which I, I'm I got a lot over the summer, and I mean, I I usually get like I don't know one every month, and then suddenly I got a whole bunch. I don't know if we got on a certain list, or maybe they're just pushing more. Um, there seem to be a ton of books being published. Maybe that's uh, and and everybody needs publicity for them. But um, uh, I've got a stack here. Uh, I've organized them by publisher, if that makes any sense. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start with St. Martin's Press. Um, they sent uh, physical paper books. And some of these, I believe, are now audiobooks as well. I'm getting them before the official release dates, you know. Um, yep. That's so I, generally, I, 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 99% of the ones I get are, and then... Every so often, I'll get a release copy of a book. That that's that, that's uncommon, but usually, yeah, I just get arc paper arcs and offers to get an e-arc. Oh God, I I don't even look. Most of my emails are, "Did you get the thing we sent you?" And I'm like, "I don't know yet. Hold on." <laughs> <laughs> I get a yeah, lot of emails, I, so I don't even I don't solicit anything. But the first one I got here is called "Deep Silence," a Joe Ledger novel, uh, volume twelve, apparently. Uh, this is Jonathan Mayberry. That's uh, St. Martin's Press. I haven't read any Jonathan Mayberry. Uh, or I've heard of Joe familiar. Ledger. But I, yeah, yeah, Joe Ledger, um, they were reviewed um, by Julie for us uh, on SFF uh-huh. Audio. Yeah, we, we, used to get, right. we used to get audio copies in, and, and they'd go straight to Julie. Right. Okay. And actually, I, I received that same book as well. You did. And the first thing I did was mail it to Julie. <laughs> Good. Uh, you know, yeah. I you know see a lot of Julie reviews on Goodreads. You know, I, I go look for uh, some reviews and then, hey, I know her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she she is a prolific reviewer. Yeah. yeah. I've got, uh, this is uh, Maze Master, uh, Kathleen O'Neill Gear. It's a science fiction thriller in the vein of F. Paul Wilson and Lee Child, I guess. Um, Don't really know much about it other than it's techno-thriller. Retrovirus. Mm -hmm. Not on audio as far as I know yet. Might be 
might be now. This one looked a little interesting. Cold Fall Wood by Stephen Seville. Um, I, I looked into this a little bit. I, I didn't see an audio right away, so I'm, I haven't pursued it. But um, it's it's a real forest outside of London, and it's something to do with like I want to say uh, who's the ghost who haunts the wood of Windsor? Uh, Hearn the Hunter, the Horned God. Yeah, Hearn the Hunter. Right. Mm. I, or Antlered God, maybe. I think it's a I think it's a Hearn the Hunter story, and I I think Hearn the Hunter is a, is fascinating. It's mentioned in Shakespeare, um, and there's pictures, you know, that if you do some research deep onto the internet, which I did, of uh, him haunting the forest of forest outside of Windsor Castle. It's pretty cool. All right, I'm done. My Saint Martin's. Anybody else got any Saint Martin's? Um, I don't organize these by publisher. Yeah, how do you organize them? Because I, I sort uh, of organize piles? by genre usually. Piles. Piles. <laughs> piles. I, 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 I piles of what looks okay. I've asked for this and I want to read it, so I will put it on a pile. This looks interesting, so we'll go to another pile. Oh, I've received this. Not sure what to do with it. Maybe donate to a library. So that's. Yeah, there's too many pile. to read. There's no question of that. Oh, uh, yeah. If anyone, I mean, if people visit my apartment, like, say, most recently, Sean Duke can attest that I I do have a lot of books. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, what do I spend my money on? Vacation and books. Yeah. I mean, so if I'm not getting a book from a publisher, I'm buying the book from buying the book, physical or ebook. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I have a problem. It's true. <laughs> so I, I, I can start anywhere with any publisher. Um, go for it. Well, OK, well, let's go with Tor. Tor. Tor.com. Tor.com is good to me because they send Ooh. me lots of stuff. Oh, my gosh. So, yes. That because, would be a cool list to be on. Are you getting all the novellas? Yes. Oh, um, man. I, I, I have three novellas from Tor.com that showed up while I was on vacation. So first, the first one is from Robert Jackson Bennett, who most recently came out with a big novel called Foundry Side and also did the, the City of Stairs trilogy, which was really good. He's got a new novella called Vigilance. Stay armed, stay cautious, stay vigilant. A dark science fiction action parable from America that has permanently surrendered to gun violence. The United States, 2030. John McDean, executive produces Vigilance, a reality game show designed to make sure American citizens stay alert to foreign and domestic threats. Shooters are introduced into a game environment and survivors get a cash prize. The TV viewers are not the only ones watching, though. McDean soon finds out what it's like to be on the other side of the camera. So we're st- I'm thinking like, you know, running man sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, Bennett writes really well. So that's that's probably going to go on the probably will read list. Next up. Are these digital- physical copies or digital? These are, these are physical copies. Wow. Novellas. Hot little hands. That's cool. Novellas, yes. I think that's yep. cool. I want to see Tor. that stack. Tor.com loves me and I love <laughs> that. So awesome. next up. Is P.J. Jelly Clark, The Haunting of Tram Car 015. P.J. Jelly Clark's latest adventure set in an alchemy infused Cairo on the forefront of social change. Cairo, 1912. The case started simply enough for the mystery of alchemy, enchantments, and supernatural entities. Handel possessed Tram Car. Soon, however, 
Agent Hamed Nassar in his new apartment, Agent Ansi Youssef, are exposed to a new side of Cairo stirring with suffragettes, secret societies, and sentient automatons. It's a race against time to protect the city from an encroaching danger that crosses the line between the magical and the mundane. It's um, it's a, it's a, it's set in the same world as a story he had written like last year. Uh, because he just came out with a novella earlier, The Black God's Drums. That's a different universe entirely. This is this is set in the same as a like a novelette he had written earlier with basically a, an, an independent Egypt and there's magic and is interesting stuff going on. So this is set in that same universe. So this so this is also going to be something because I, I really like that story. So I'm, I'm going to go uh, probably read this as well. And the third from Tor.com is. The Test by Sylvia Newbell. We are our choices. Who are you willing to be? Britain, the not-too-distant future. Hitler is sitting the British citizenship chest. He wants his family to belong. 25 questions to determine the worth of a life. 25 chances to impress. When the test takes an unexpected and tragic turn, Hitler is handed the power of life and death. But how do you value another person's life when all you have is multiple choice? So I'm not sure what this is actually about. I've hmm. heard of the authors, the, the the name of the author. The authors, the author wrote uh, Sleeping Giants, Waking Gods. So I've heard of the author, but I've never actually read anything by the author before. So this is probably going to go on a maybe pile for the moment. And that's my tour stuff. Cool. Nice. <laughs> I got a, so I, oh, go for it, Paul. Uh, Scott? Yeah, I was just going to say I have um, three tour.coms while you're talking. I just oh, reached fine. over and grabbed them. That I'm on my reading list that I haven't read yet, but I'm waiting to. Um, the Dream Quest of Velvet Bow by Kids oh, yeah. Johnson. Yes. Yeah. And these books, by the way, are gorgeous. I mean, I love the art. Yeah, there's some good art. Yeah, that, that, that's 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 Irene Gallo. Hi, Irene. Who? Fantastic. Yeah, yeah she, she, she's responsible for all this art stuff. Yeah. So this is uh, Lovecraft related. Yep. So, I, yep. Dream Quest yeah, of Unknown Kadath yep. related. You should read that before you read. Yep. Read the. Uh, yep. You should definitely read the Dream Quest of Unknown Kadath before reading. Will the Dream do. Oh, Will do. And then I have uh, the Twilight Pariah by Jeffrey Ford. I haven't read that one. Yeah. I don't know that. I, I really like Jeffrey Ford, so especially his short stuff. I haven't read um, any of his novels, but I liked his short. I have fiction. a Jeffrey Ford here too. Do you? Yeah. I'm like, hey, cool. I have a. Uh, what's it called? Twilight Pariah? The Twilight Pariah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, and that's a novella? Yeah, it's a novella. Um, three friends go looking for treasure and find horror in Jeffrey Ford's Twilight Pariah. I, I uh, This is one of the ones that struck me as like, why did they send this to me? Are they listening to my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> this is from William Morrow. Uh, it's, <coughs> it's Ahab's Return, The Last Voyage by Jeffrey Ford. Um, came out in August um, as a paper book. I, I looked into, should I do this? Because uh, I, I really, um, I became a huge Moby Dick fan, right? And that's what this is about. Um, I'll read the little bio here, or description. When the readers meet Captain Ahab on the streets of Manhattan in November 1853, he's finally made his way back to the mainland to confront his former shipmate Ishmael, the mm. true author of Moby Dick, uh, Ishmael's exaggerations have made a walking ghost of Ahab, for the infamous seaman was not pulled into the ocean's depths by a harpoon line after all, but is indeed alive and eager to reclaim the life he left behind. So this is saying that the <laughs> premise of of Moby Dick, that 
the guy's an unreliable narrator is is true. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Which yep, is yep, the, the subtext I would, is I would now that. I, I heard yeah. uh, I heard the guys. Um, oh shoot! As soon as I said it, the the name uh, left me. But uh, Strayhands uh, podcast. Oh, the Cood Street podcast. Mm-hmm. Mentioned, we're yep. talked about that book. Hmm. What did they say about it? Um, they liked it. They were they were talking about what they considered the best of the year so far, and that was oh, on the list. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so I interrupted your your tour books. Oh, the only other one is um, famous now. All systems red. Um, oh, Murder, yeah. Murderbot. Wells. I haven't Murderbot! read that. Arthur Wells. Yep, and it's, it's, it's right here on the list. So I got to read that to. But yes, uh, seems to be universally praised. It, it did. It did. It did. Did win a Hugo. So yeah. Yeah. I have uh, those are my those are my tour.com. I have three from Harper Voyager in in paper, um, and then uh, I'm I've got one more from William Morrow. But let me go through the three from Harper Voyager. Um, there's a lot of imprints, so it was kind of hard to tell sometimes. You know, like they've got uh, multiple. I, I don't keep up with the paper paper books as much, but. Um, it's sometimes like, um, oh, this is classified. Like, I don't know why I'm classifying my publisher. I just thought it is like, who's sending me this? How did I get on this list? You know, but uh, I got I got three here. Let me go through them. Uh, Dragon Shadow by Ellie Catherine White. This is uh, a follow up to her debut novel, which was uh, Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice, but with dragons. So. I would suspect that this is more like that. <laughs> um, don't know much about it other than that's that's uh, what I got. Um, this one is an audiobook now, and again, could be somebody listening to the podcast saying, "Yep, this one's good for Jesse." Um, a study in honor by Claire O'Dell. Yes, yes, I've yes. Okay, I w- I'll interrupt you. I, yes, please do. A, a, a couple a couple years ago. My my friend Claire, who's actually the pen name of a different author, um, approached me and said, "Would you like to help Beta read a book I'm thinking about? It's a different take on Sherlock Holmes." And I said, "Sure." And so I did. This is this is that book. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a near future U.S. that's suffering a civil war, and basically um, Sherlock Holmes and Watson are both uh, uh, African American women. Yeah. Queer, queer, it's a queer so hot. Cover. Um, yes, really it has, nice has, 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 has a very excellent cover. It's a very excellent book. I liked it a lot. I've I help I've helped in my small way help midwife this book. I think I'm in the acknowledgments too. Wow. I should be. Okay, so, awesome. so maybe this was yeah. supposed to go to you. <laughs> I, 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 I've I've read I read a beta version I and the not. final version of this. So yeah, no, no. I think there. Me. I think I saw an audi- audible audiobook of it. Um, but there didn't have one at the time I received it. I'm pretty sure. I, but it came out in end of July, um, and I think I saw it as yes, it's on Audible now. So uh, how many hours is it? Uh, I don't go by pages anymore. It's, only it's, it's, it's not that <laughs> eleven hours. So it's not that big of a book. And uh, it, it, so it, you you have read this. You like I've it. I've read this. I do. Is it uh, a mystery? Is it a Sherlock yes. Holmes style mystery? Because it, it, it has it, Sherlock Holmes I, I, in it. I, I what's it? Well, there is a Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I mean, the mystery 
takes a while to unspool because she does a lot of world building and basically setting up Janet's situation and getting her to meet Holmes. And then the mystery, which ties into Janet's past, does come forward. And then, yeah, they got to go solve it. Do you so do, it, do you anticipate it being a series? Uh, she's already written the second book. I so guess that's yes. a yes. Okay, <laughs> interesting. Cool. All right. I got uh, one more, and this uh, same story, it ended up um, on audio, was not on audio when they sent it to me by paper. Um, it's called Temp- Temper. I want to say Tempter, but oh, it's actually Temper. Oh, Temper, Nicky Drayden. Yes, and it's got an even better cover. Um, the a Study in Honor is like almost a photo retouch cover, but this is uh, pure art. Um, it's a debut novel. You know about it? No, no, it's not a debut novel. She's oh, uh, her debut I, I, novel is uh, Prey of the Gods. I see. Yeah, Prey of Gods, which I read. Yeah. Right, I and it's read set that. in a land similar to South Africa. Um, there's twins. Uh, one of them's probably evil. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, again, I I believe I saw an audi- audible audiobook for it. Um, let me just bring it up here, Nikki Drayden. I, I, I'm not sure. I guess they don't put out the audio. Yeah, it's there's definitely one. And it is... Uh, oh, 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 well, thinks a major 13, release. The audio oh, 14 for, hours. Yeah, doesn't come first, unless it's a major, major release. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's got um, Evocative of the Works of Lauren Bukes, uh Ian McDonald, Bukes, yeah. and Nettie Okorafor. That sounds about right. I mean, I mean, Prey of Gods was a very gonzo book with lots of ideas going in eight different directions, which might annoy you, Jesse, but, you know. <laughs> Considering um, the last book, right? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, Prey of Gods, just like she she drops everything in the kitchen sink into her near future South Africa. It's, it's, it's glorious. It's a little messy, but glorious in that messiness. I'm, I, I assume that if this follows that same pattern, that temper's probably the same way. It's mm. like... Let's, let's put this in, this in, and this in, and see what happens. All right. And the last book I got is also from William Moore on this one. Actually, it's like, I really want an audiobook for this. So I hope it does come out as an audiobook because I'm very interested in it. It's I'm going to describe it as, based on what I've read about it, um, as a biography of the magazine Astounding. And mm, I think I might have cool, mentioned yeah. this uh, before, but... Um, I just think it's a great idea, and I've been reading people's reviews of it, and it's controversial, although it is getting high ratings. Um, so it it says on the cover, astounding, John W. Campbell, Isaac Asimov, Robert A. Heinlein, L. Ron Hubbard in the Golden Age of Science Fiction. It's got a great old-fashioned, um, uh, you know, astounding-style cover, and if it is a biography of the magazine, you know, having all these authors and how the first first golden age of science fiction came to be. Um, it could be really great. It, it's got uh, very few illustrations. There's a few uh, photographs, or at least one photograph, and a hefty notes section at the back. So this is one of those ones where I w- actually physically want to have a paperback, because yep. even if I do get the audio, I, uh, we won't get the 100 pages of notes at the back. Right, it, and, and in collisions. J- Jesse? Yeah, I just went to Audible. Yes, there will be an Audible version of this coming out on 
Tuesday as of this recording. So by wow. the time this episode drops, Ooh, there will awesome. be an audible yeah. version at, uh, narrated by Sean Renette. And how long is it? Does it say? 13 hours, 12 minutes. I I don't know. I might be up for this, guys. I I I that would I, be great. I, I yeah I, I would I would not I would say yes to uh, doing a show on it. All right, mm. it'd be real interesting. Let's let's talk about that after. All right, uh, I have exhausted my paper books as far as I can tell, but <laughs> I do have a massive list. I went through thirteen hundred, well twelve hundred and something, you know, almost thirteen hundred new release category science fiction fantasy uh, on Audible, and then I went through a few <laughs> other websites. Um, oh my gosh! And, do you remember back when we started? Oh my god! I was thinking there, so there much was about maybe that. Maybe like fifty books. We total. could cover the whole release, no problem. Easy. Now yeah, every single title. Now the, the this this twelve hundred was for like the last three months. That's amazing. It's insane. Amazing. It's insane. And now a lot of them are you know short stories or duplicate public domain stuff, right? But so so many are not. So many are novels that. Are you know would be a self-published we, we, ebook that are now an audiobook, and there's there's and novellas and all sorts of what are you going to say, Paul? We're drowning in books, both good and bad, which yes. is kind of glorious and kind of why people like us get review copies because yeah because because they're trying to new product because there's so much out there and so much how good stuff how are you going to get there. any attention? In, in a feel like yeah. w- uh, the reason we stopped doing these shows, Scott, I think, is mm-hmm. because there was just no way to keep up, right? It's not that it wasn't needed; is that there's no way to do it. So yeah. all we're doing now is sort of dipping in every once in a while, very once in a while. And, mm-hmm. and so I went through those thirteen hundred. I've culled it down <laughs> to, I think, the most interesting, fewer than ten, I think. And then I've added uh, a note about. A few others that are on Audible, and they're not new releases, but they're new, newly on Audible. And uh, I went to Tantor, and I also went to Blackstone and Downpour, but Blackstone and Downpour were having some sort of website issue at the time I, I was going, so it's not as well represented. But right at the top there, you want to lead us off, Mr. Scott? Right at yeah. the top of your list? Yeah. Unless I, you I made your own some, list. I have a couple of paper copies to talk oh, about. Oh, please, still. please, sorry. Okay. No, no, that's fine. Um, I have a, a podcast listener that occasionally sends me a book, uh, and I won't mention his name because <laughs> I don't want uh, him to feel obligated uh, to send, send everybody more. stuff or whatever. Um, you know, I just don't want to. Anyway, I just uh, so greatly appreciate him, and he, the latest thing that he sent me was a hardcover of the Best of Subterranean, oh. edited edited by William Schaefer. Nice. It's a, it's a gorgeous book. Oh wow! It's you really got, fantastic. You, you, you this is subterranean press, right? Yeah, yeah. Damn. So the you know Lewis Shiner, Headley, you know Alistair Reynolds, um, Ted Chang is in here. Uh, the truth of fact, the truth of feeling is the name Ooh. of it. And Harlan Ellison. Um, but anyway, terrific. So yeah, really nice. That would be a giant good audiobook. collection of uh, yeah. Ooh, it's and I know some of their stuff is on pages. Right. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Beautiful book. Thumbs up. And then one that I bought for myself recently is uh, the pair of hardcovers of Ursula K. Le Guin's collected short fiction. So one of them's called The Unreal and the Real, and the other one's called The Found and the Lost. Oh, yeah, from Saga. Yeah, I right. have those. Yeah, they're terrific. 
So I, I really like her short fiction best, I think. She's um, a talented writer. She is, Or was yeah. a talented writer. <laughs> was, rest in peace. Her writings, yes, are excellent. So... All right. That's what I have. Uh, how about Paul? Is, do you have anything else you want to talk about that's hard copy? Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about a couple books here that look, sure. that look that look interesting. Okay, so this one is is a small paperback. I don't get many of those. It's odd that they would send me one, but you know, I, I think it's just re- it wasn't released in trade paperback or hardcover. It's called The Whale Way of the Shield by Marshall Ryan Maresco. I think I'm butchering your name. Sorry, sorry, Marshall. I follow him on Twitter. He's got a bunch of He's got several series now set in the same Renaissance fantasy world. And this starts a new series about Dwayne Heldron has always dreamed of being a member of the Tarian Order. In centuries past, the elite orders of Durthal were warriors that stood for peace, justice, and the common people. But now with constables, king's marshals, and a standing army, there's little need for such organizations, and the Tarian Order is one of the last remnants of his ancient legacy. Nevertheless, Dwayne trained his body and mind, learning the arts of defense and fighting to become a candidate for the Tarian Order. And basically, he's... Uh, he basically has to defend his city as it's in turmoil with revolutions and dark conspiracies. And he's got a picture of uh, this young kid with a shield. He's looking all paladin-like. And I, I I mean, he teases me that I have not yet read any of his novels in his, in his world. He's got um, three, six, eight. This is the ninth novel he's written set in this world, the fourth different series. So he, at some point, I need to check out his work. So... Hopefully, I will at some point. You know, too many books, too little time. But that looks that looks interesting. Um, another book I want to talk about here is from another friend. But I've read actually read some of her fiction. This starts a new series. This is the Silver Scar by Betsy Dornbush, and it has a really nice cover. You go take a look at it online. It's got a really evocative, post-apocalyptic frozen cover, and it's basically set in a post-apocalyptic fortress city of Boulder, Colorado. When Trinidad was 12, his wicked priests blew themselves up in an echo terror attack that killed several Christians. Often in disillusioned, he fled his home and his best friend to become a soldier for the powerful Christian church operating inside the fortress city of Boulder, Colorado. Raised by a priest and trained by a godless warrior, Trinidad learned the brutal art of balancing faith in the war. He's a perfect arch warden, disciplined, and devout. And it's basically uh, treason, high adventure, and all sorts of dark doings in post-apocalyptic Colorado. And I've read her earlier novels, which were just straight up in a secondary fantasy world. So this is set in a post-apocalyptic Earth. So, yeah, I've, I've already told her I'm going to read this. So I'm going to read that. I got plenty of other books here. I could spend all day doing that. But maybe I, maybe I should not bore the listeners talking about I want a pinnacles. picture. I want a photograph of the stack. Okay. I, I can, I can we'll send you a photograph the of, yeah. of, 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 of the stack I got. I mean – the Tomorrow Factory, collected by Rich Larson. I met mm-hmm. actually met Rich uh, on this last trip to Canada, actually. So maybe I should read that because because he's a nice guy and I got to talk to him. Pinnacle City by Carter and um, by Matt Carter and Fiona Tichinell. Stephen Lee's A Rising Moon. C.J. Cherry and Jane Espancher. This looks like a bound manuscript I got. I don't know how I got this. Alliance Rising. So it's a new Alliance Union book, but it's a bound manuscript. That's really weird. And yeah, just it's 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 a pile of good stuff I've got here lately. And 
Yeah, and this is in top, top of all the other stuff I currently have on my stack. So yeah, I have no lack of books. Books are good. Books are not bad. <laughs> That's great. Over Mr. to you, Jesse. Mr. Cool. Scott, will you yes. will you lead lead us off with the first one on my list that I made the up? The first one on your list, uh, I see the Freeze Frame Revolution by Peter Watts. Yeah, have you heard Peter anything Watts. about this? I haven't. Um, I've read, I know, I know I've the read author. one thing by Peter Watts. It's called The Island. Isn't that his? I don't know that one. Uh, the one I read Is it by the him... Island? Other than called? the things is is the things. Um, that might be it. No, he wrote the island as well. Okay, okay. yeah, and I read I, the I've, things too. I, I read Bl- or is the island the things? <laughs> I've I've read Blindsight. Blindsight uh-huh. is the one I was going to say. I uh, I've read that, that, and I think he's a big idea book. Yeah, he's a real ideal man. Um, he's uh, to me he's sort of his writing's out of control often. Like I don't know what's <laughs> going on, but. Uh, he's really good idea, man. Really thinking through stuff and and thinking hard, and then applying those in very interesting ways. But uh, I've heard interesting things about this book, and it's nice and short. Look at that, five hours, eight minutes. Mm. Um, so I I want to hear a little bit more, but I I really like Peter Watts' his, his thinking, so I'm excited about that one. Cool. It's, uh, from Blackstone. Do you yeah. recognize the next one? Rogue Moon? Yeah. yeah. Algis Boudry's? Yeah, there, there's a classic for you. This is a book that I've been waiting for audio for 20 years. Wow. Um, because I, I got a copy. I looked at it and I said, I want to read this. And then I never did. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> one day there's going to be an audio book of it. Because Algis Boudry's is not super well known uh, as a science fiction guy today. But he was doing a lot of good work um, when he was alive. And this is his premier novel, I think. Uh, there's another one called Who, with a big question mark at the end. Um, mm-hmm. And it's got a guy in an iron mask. Um, and that one, that one and this one are the two big novels of his. Um, and I liked his stuff, so I, I think that this might be terrific. Look at that length. Six hours, yeah. seven minutes. <laughs> totally doable. Awesome. Totally doable. Yeah, cool. both from Blackstone so far. That's cool. Yeah. Paul, do you see do you see my list? I, I yeah, I'm, I I have your list up. Yeah. Planet so, Stories. March Planet Stories written 1953. by William. This is the William. whole magazine. It looks like. So yeah, that whole now. issue is public domain. Them. Yeah. I'll be thanked. Oh, that's a heck of a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Who's doing that? Let's um, see. It's Radio Archives. Radio Archives. How so cool. I was worried that it would be like they dramatized it or they put some mm-hmm. music under it, but I listened to a sample, and mm. it is uh, just an audiobook, which is really good, I think. It's a cool I would idea. Love to, I would love to have a subscription to Planet Stories magazine from the 1950s. <laughs> Come on, as an audiobook. <laughs> That would totally be... And look, I love the idea that it you, you buy one of these magazines for, what is it, 25 cents or something back in 1953, which is the is the, the height of the scientific, science fiction magazine uh, craze. That it, it, mm-hmm. goes, it ramps up after World War II and, and it hits a height at a, a 1953 and then there's a sort of a, a, a peak uh, or a uh, what's that called? Uh, a butte? <laughs> what are they called? Mm-hmm. Plateau. It, a plateau. It plateaus, 
and then after 1955, it starts going down. But um, Planet Stories at the peak of uh, of science fiction would be really cool. So I'm looking forward to uh, hearing somebody review that so I can dig into it. I think it'd be a great way to uh, spend six hours. Mm-hmm. Just getting, you get the volume, you know, and you know, you read it throughout the week, and then next week or next month you get the next. Di- oh man, so good. <laughs> All right, I know a lot about this next one, so I'll, I'll talk talk about it. Uh, Archangel by William Gibson and Michael St. John Smith, and it's uh-huh. got multiple narrators. It's only two hours forty three minutes. I added the link there so that you could have a look. This is on Audible. I think it's an Audible exclusive. And the story on this is it's actually a comic book that they adapted into audio. So I've got the comic book. I started reading it, and I lost track of the last two issues. So it's kind of cool. It's an audio drama comic book uh, slash audio book. So it, it has a script from the comic book. Right? And I assume that that's how it plays out. It's time travel, World War II, um, and alternate uh, future and past. What they, the premise basically was is they uh, can make a copy of the universe, <laughs> and they go back mm. in time in that copy uh, and live there. But they know what the future's like. Because you know they know how World War II is going to turn out, but they have technology from the future, so it's it's pretty cool uh, premise, and it's William Gibson. Mm. Uh, it's getting uh, good ratings and reviews on Audible, Audible as well. Cool. Great performances, fun, great listen. All looks like five stars or four stars. Very different uh, at that length, only less than three hours. Mm-hmm. Next on the list there is one I already talked about the paper book of, uh, Temper. Temper, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, by narrated by Mirren Willis, and it's 14 hours. Um, cool cover I mentioned. And then who who knows Gordon Van Gelder? Because I I know isn't he wasn't he an editor of FNSF or something? Yeah, he he was the editor of S and yeah FNSF, and I think he still owns it, doesn't he? Could be. And but I don't think he's the editor anymore. Um, this is Welcome to Dystopia, 45 Visions of What Lies Head. So I guess this is a collection rather than an original anthology. Or is it an... Uh, the names, are these all modern people? Yeah, they must be. Maybe it is an original mm-hmm. anthology. Yeah, lots of these names are modern. So. K.G. Anderson, Richard Bowes, Elizabeth Bourne, Scott Bradfield, J.S. Brukelar. Jennifer, yeah, I don't recognize any of these people's names. Ron I, Lillard, I recognize maybe. some of them. Je- Je- Jennifer Brissett, um, Yoon Ha Lee, yep. Um, Barry Melsberg, yep. Mary Han, Mary okay. Ann Mosherai, yep. Um, Robert Reed, oh, yeah. yep. I mean, a lot oh. of these are not that. Brian Slatter, some of these are. Harry Turtledove, come on, you have to know Harry Turtledove. I, yeah, I know some of them. Oh, Ted White, though. Is Ted White still alive? I don't know. So, so is this, so is this original? That's here, a good question. It says here in this diverse and vigorous mix of stories by newcomers and luminaries, uh-huh. um, writers offer their takes on what life might hold for us in the next few years. Yeah. So it, it's not. 
I mean, it's sort of just a. It's not like a um, post-apocalyptic. It's just dystopia, right? Mm-hmm. But dystopia of the future, not dystopia of of uh, fantasy, right? Or dystopia of uh, I don't know. Of, okay, I guess all dystopias are set in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No reviews on this yet. It's it came out in July, so I don't. I, I noticed a yeah, very yeah yeah and, and the physical reviews. Not- the on. physical's not coming out till next year or so. Ah. It's because I just went if, to Amazon. It's it might they, be better uh, in physical because audiobooks are hard to navigate with short story collections like this. It's, with forty-five, so, oh. it's it's only uh, ten hours, so they're all pretty short. Forty-five visions, right? Yeah. So. Okay, mm. and uh, lastly, from the major Audible listing is A Choice of Gods by Clifford D. C-Mac. I think it's always a good thing when there's new C-Mac on audio. This has never been on audio before. It's read by Peter Verkrot, and it's 6 hours, 15 minutes, produced by Audible. It's one of his better novels in reviews, anyways. Um, lots of reviews cool. <laughs> on, on uh, Goodreads. My gosh, yeah. I'm seeing... Uh Audible Studios has published a lot of Simac that I didn't know. Yeah, it's, it's Project it's Pulp, exciting. Time and Again, City, yeah, Choice yeah, of yeah. Gods, The Goblin Reservation, Highway of Eternity. Oh, this it is, is awesome. This is not super new, but it's from it's from yeah. 2016. But it struck me when I I was looking through. This is one I have not read. I love Simac, um, and uh, I I've got a nice Goodreads review summary here. One day, most of humankind disappeared. A few human beings were left on the deserted Earth, along with countless robots. The human beings, including a small tribe of American Indians, made do. The Indians returned to ancient tribal ways. The others stubbornly tried to rebuild technology. The robots, some stayed with the humans performing their service functions, some went off to create a religiously-based society of their own. Millennia later, a star traveler returns from the center of the universe. The people of Earth have been found... And we're planning to return, but something else has been found too—the central intelligence of the universe. So mm. it's—it sounds—it sounds. It sounds uh, I mean, the title's great, a choice of gods, yeah. right? And is cool. it the robot's choice or the human's <laughs> choice? Human's choice, yeah. Right. Whose choice? C wonderful. So and his oh, writing's yeah. wonderful. So even even if it's light, it's it's just delightful to read. Um. So I, I've got one that's on my um, uh-huh. that's on the list that just came out. Um, it's called Salvation by Peter F. Hamilton. Yes, I ha- actually I, I didn't actually get to listen to this on my on my Canada trip. It was on my it was on my oh, cool. I bought it, but I have but I was listening to other stuff instead. So. Oh okay, yeah, the audio version's narrated by John Lee, so it's really good. Tantor Audio did it, um, but it's uh, Salvation Sequence Book One. In 2204, humanity is expanding into the wider galaxy in leaps and bounds. Cutting-edge technology or linked, of linked jump gates has rendered most forms of transportation, including starships, virtually obsolete. Um, but anyway, it's another future. I don't believe it's connected to his other books. It, it sounded vaguely, when I first read it, Like it sounds vaguely like the Commonwealth books, where you have those mm-hmm. gates that go between planets, but it's not that universe. So it's a different universe. Yeah. Anyway, so I find it very interesting. interesting. And our friend, uh, our good friend Tam, read it and reviewed it on Goodreads. Gave it three and a half. 
I've never read a single single Peter F. Hamilton. Am I? It's too person? long for you, I think. I think that's mm-hmm. probably what it is. Yeah, this audiobook is 19 hours. That might be why I didn't actually pick it up. I mean, I read other. So it's about half as big as some of his others. (laughs) Oh, not a lie. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Is that what what was the title on that one? Salvation. Okay. I'm on the Tantor website. They've got uh, A Night Without Stars by him um, from 2016. So I think pretty much all of his stuff is out, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. 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 Uh, and all Pandora's of it's Star and Judas Unchained were really good, but they're huge. And I'm looking at those right now. They're 37 hours and 40 hours. <laughs> yeah, he's that got Neutron Alchemist. There, he, he's really uh, he, he wrote a ton, and he also Still writes a ton. Yeah, but he he also like he published a ton, and he how does he do it? How do you write that? Much? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, because he's he, doing he, a lot. Right? Well, him and Neil Stevenson. I mean, they yeah, seem but to Neil kind Steve, of... Stevenson's much slower, right? Well, Peter F. Hamilton's not super fast. I mean, I don't know how many books he's read, but it's like less than ten, I would say. Um, no, what? No, he's got he's got more than ten books. He's got. You think so? Um, why don't we Why don't we go to this thing called the internet and find out? <laughs> it's in bibliography. He's got more, yeah, because he's got several series at this point. Um, bibliography. Um, yep, so he's got the Great Mandel Trilogy. That's three books. He's got Reality Dysfunction, Neutronia, Alchemist, Naked Eye. That's another three. The Commonwealth, which is Miss so maybe, yeah, maybe 15. Yeah, maybe 15. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, okay. maybe like 16, 18 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also has a also. Oh my God, where does he sleep? He has he has several children fantasy novels. He has children's fantasy novels. No, those I didn't uh, know. The Secret Throne, The Hunting of the Princess, A Voyage Through Air, a children fantasy series known as The Book of the Realms. Wow. Taggy and Jemina are summer holidaying on the dance farm. They do, they know what to expect. The tumble down cottage, sunshine, and shrubbery picking. But then Jemima sees a white squirrel wearing glasses, and things become even more extraordinary when their dad is captured and whisked away to a fairy world. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, yeah, he like when does he sleep? This is all <laughs> since yeah, since nineteen ninety-three he's been writing. So in twenty so in twenty uh Four, five years or so, he's written 15, 15 books. Yeah, so. The only one of those that weren't really in my head were uh, the Mandel ones and the ones you mentioned. I didn't yeah. know about the ones you mentioned, but the original Mandel ones? Yeah. Mind Star Rising, Quantum Murder, Nano Flower. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah I'm, I jumped on this train with Reality Dysfunction back cool. in, and been following ever since. And he also has some short stories, too. So yes, like when yeah. does he sleep? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it gotcha. is a, it is a very prodigious output. Um, I wanted to make note that all of the it looks like all eighteen of the HPLHS that's the HP Lovecraft Historical Society audio oh, yeah. drama adaptations of HP uh, Lovecraft stories are on Audible now. They used to not be. Um, yeah, you should have to buy them from their website. You get directly. from CD or MP3 and. Uh, yeah, I think I'm tw- I'm very conflicted because I don't want the CDs, but I do love their props. Yes, yeah, um, so their the, the props are amazing. Yeah, maybe maybe they should just sell the props without the CD because I, I I never put the CDs in, 
but um, I also think it's limiting to have it on a CD. Every show is like, you know, an hour and 16 or 17 minutes because that's how long a CD is. And if they do a double show, then it's two CDs long, right? But um, it, uh, it, it, their props are so good that the, the physical copies are worth getting even if you don't really... Like, I, I'm yep. like, do I have to rip this? No, they send you a download as well. <laughs> Um, they, they 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 do they do have some of the physical copies at least at a, a store here. I saw one once and I bought it. They they had the newspaper from Dagon War of the Worlds as yep. a separate prop to buy and I bought it because you know because it's a it looks like a real newspaper from and they're going the, crazy like like if you look at the the premiums they get when you get the deluxe editions they like they they like buy up surplus army <laughs> bags and then fill them with thousands of printed ephemera bits that are just insanely detailed it's it's crazy you don't get that with the audible editions but no you um, don't you it, just it, get it's the- very convenient right um i i was saying i went to tantor before um mm-hmm. i didn't put them on the list for some reason but i do have uh them physically under my eyes and i can tell you there's some really cool stuff that has come out recently uh, Ice Henge by Kim Stanley Robinson. This is a very early mm. novel. That's very early. And I think there might be even more Kim Stanley Robinson novels um, out. I, I know that he's got a new one out, or coming out, but um, it'd be great if there's more coming. This actually came out in March, but uh, at 12 hours, it's going to be the full Kim Stanley Robinson experience. And I, I think he's a really good idea writer, so I'm interested in that. Um Stanislaw Lem, we haven't heard his name in a while, huh? Mm. No, no, we have not. We got a new one came out this year, The Invincible. I'd never even heard of it. It's seven hours. It's read by Peter Burkrat, and it says it's a classic science fiction thriller by the author of Solaris. For the first time, translated directly from the original, a starship from Earth is challenged by a mysterious hostile intelligence. Sounds good cool. to me. Lem, sign me up. Brian, yeah. brilliant guy, only seven it's hours in, long. Yeah, it's mm. been a while since I've read any Lem. It's mm-hmm. everybody needs a little Lem. <laughs> um, well, it, do, do do they have an audible version of um, what's the name of that the the one um, the Siberia? Yeah. yeah, yes, it's I there. believe so. I, I yeah, think, I think if, we've if, done it on this. this oh, you've podcast. done it. It's like if we haven't done it, we've yeah. done at least it. one limb, but I, I, I'm not sure which one it was. was. I thought we did the Siberia. We, we could yeah. have done. Yeah. Um. There's who's read Greg Egan because it's a name I've, I think I've read yeah, only I, some I, short story, I, short stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. sometimes uh, ran my head against the brick wall that is some of Greg Egan's <laughs> work. This is uh, a book that came out last year, but uh, one I think worth noting since we haven't done a lot of new releases, recent arrival shows, is called Dichronauts. Oh, Um, yes. Yeah, I I, I actually got a review copy of that. I started reading it. I thought, um, this is is a tough one. Let me set it aside, and I didn't pick it up again. It's 11 Hours, read by Paul Bomer, and uh, the synopsis goes like this. Seth is a surveyor along with his friend Theo, a leech-like creature running through his skull, who tells Seth what lies to his left and right. In the universe containing Seth's world, light cannot travel in all directions. There is a dark cone to the north and south. Seth can only face east and west, or west if he tips his head backwards, uh, east east or west. Uh, If he starts to turn to the north or south, his body stretches out across the landscape, and to rotate as far 
northeast is impossible. Every living thing in Seth's world is in a state of perpetual migration as they follow the sun's shifting orbit around. Does this remind you of any book? Hmm. It it's totally sounds like that. Um, maybe you guys weren't on that. Oh, Paul, you you must have been on. Um, it's uh the hard science fiction one, Dragon Dragon's Egg. Dragon's Egg, yes. Power no. forward. Yeah, forward. Were you, were you, were yeah. you on that, Paul? Uh, yes, yes. It was. I was the one who told you to. Yeah, I was the one who suggested it. So okay. Yes. And Scott, you you weren't. I no, know. I wasn't on that one. Uh-uh. I think that was Misa because we were doing the hard science fiction books. So this sounds a little bit like that. Could have been inspired by it, but with a parasite. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, did you end up reading this one, uh, Paul? I- no, I, I, it's it's still sitting on my pile. It because he changes the laws of physics so radically that it's it's ah. a. Bur- I'm, I'm I'm trying to imagine how to listen to this as an audiobook, and I'm thinking this is a book that maybe that's not meant for audio because this, like oh. Greg Egan, he drops you in the deep end of he's changed the rules of the universe. Okay, and doesn't really tell you, so you have to try to figure it out as it goes along. That's a very Greg Egan trick, and he does that here. I cool. see. Cool. Yep. So, I've never read a novel by him, only short stuff. Uh yeah, his his, his his I I I respect and admire his work more than actually I enjoy and actually read it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm, sure. I uh, it's a sad, okay, guys, but, I gotta I gotta bow out. But okay. thanks a million. You Thank guys you. make me wanna review like Matt again. Uh, <laughs> Yay! I really it's it's awesome. I wanna get back into it. Yeah, cool. So anyway, have a great day, you guys. You too. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Uh, before we uh, wrap up, I wanted to just add a couple of things that are new release, new rely, new releases, recent arrivals uh, that are not audiobooks. Those are podcasts. Um, Paul, have you got any podcasts, uh, audio, uh, audio podcasts that are um, fiction or audio drama? Not late. I haven't listened to a lot of audio drama lately, so unfortunately, no, I don't have anything in that sphere. Okay. Uh, well, wait. Well, there, there, wait, 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 wait. Hold on for a second. Um, Let me there, tell you there, about a couple while you think yeah. of which ones. Well, well, like, well, well yeah, well, I got it. So one I've heard about for years and never listened to uh, until I saw somebody on Reddit uh, recommend it um, is called Wooden Overcoats. This is a audio drama. Uh, out of the UK, you know, they have a long tradition of audio drama there. They still have it going, unlike North America, where it's almost dead, right? Uh, as in radio drama. Um, and this one's set on an island, uh, a channel island. Uh, the It's a comedy, but it's, it's definitely uh, fantastic as well. It's uh, got two rival... Um, funeral homes in town and they're fighting with each other for business and it's a comedy but it's narrated by a mouse and uh it's it's about a half hour 40 minutes per episode and they're i think in their third season they uh, probably did a kickstarter or something because they got a, a big cast and it's quite delightful it's very enjoyable um if you like uh you know comedic well-written audio dramas with with good uh, British actors, that's what you get with this. Uh, in the same vein, um, mm-hmm. a long-running series that I have enjoyed for many years and thoroughly enjoyed is The Monster Hunters. This is um, uh, comedic uh, vampire mummy 
werewolf hunting uh, duo from the 1970s who fight monsters, and uh, it's just hilarious. But they they've uh, sort of pod faded for a while because they were missing editors. Now they've joined a uh, one of those bigger um, podcast families and have a new server, and they're doing um, commentaries on their own episodes, and I think they're going to boot up after they re- redo the whole series. So this is a good time to get into the Monster Hunters. And lastly, uh, in terms of audio drama, this one, I want it to be good, but it's really annoying me in a couple of ways. And I think it's notable to mention, even though it is annoying me, because it's a Marvel uh, audio drama. Oh. Wolverine. It's called Wolverine the Long Hunt. So this is the Wolverine from the X-Men, right? Right. And uh, it's it's set in Alaska. It's up to Chapter 7. Each uh, uh, chapter is about half hour or close to it. And it's a murder mystery. And Wolverine's supposed to be in. And I'm pretty sure because it's Marvel Wolverine. And we know that he's been active in the area. But we haven't got to him yet. So <laughs> that's really annoying. I'm like, uh, I don't know, three episodes in or two episodes in. And there's still Wolverine hasn't showed up and says, uh, I got these sharp knives in my hand, bub. You know, he hasn't done that. Um, and then the other thing that's really annoying is it's, it's full of ads, which I do not like. So I, I want somebody to, to listen to it and tell me, Jesse, it's worth it for the ads. Uh, because when Wolverine shows up, it's going to be so awesome. Because I, I think he's a great character. I think the premise is good. It's sort of X-Files-y. They don't know who Wolverine is, but there's these dead bodies, and they're all cut up. And uh, It could be good. What what were you thinking about? I was th- I was thinking about uh, an experiment that Cereal Box, you know, Cereal Box, they do uh, those those serials that they get a bunch of authors to write a serial based on a, you know, based on a, based on a premise, basically rotating authors. They have a bunch of them now. They've been mostly just been text, but on October 19th, they basically got 10 authors to do a whole and release them for free. And you get them at serialbox.com. Um, basically they started off with Cassandra call and basically had the authors continue the story and they released it both as text and as about 10 minute long episodes for each author. So there's 10 episodes, 10 authors, Cassandra Kaw, Brian Keene, Nick Namatas, Paul Cornell, Osa Wong, and a bunch of others basically, basically telling a, a horror story in, they basically released this out throughout the day. And that's what, how I consumed it. But now you just can go to the website and just listen to all the episodes for free. And that it's, it's good stuff. I mean, there's definitely different, styles as you go to different authors and but it's a it's a relatively coherent narrative i mean sometimes when you get these authors hanging off stuff to each other it's kind of a mess but cereal boxes does things much better than that and it's i think worth a listen for horror fans and this is spelled s-e-r-i-a-l right, right cereal cereal box yes got it i know i'm not heard of cereal box um until you just mentioned it but i oh, no, it thought... looks like they've got a few episodes out um, and is this all fantasy, science fiction-y, mystery stuff, or is it uh, um, mainstream? The, the, the 95% of the stuff is fantasy, science fiction stuff. They have a couple mainstream things I'm not that interested in. 
I mean, they have like one on 1776 and the Revolutionary War. They have a couple of straight up historical fantasy, historical novels that aren't have no fantasy at all to them. That'd be like Whitehall, for example, is set in King Charles II's mm. reign, for example. But but mo- yeah, but most of their stuff is has fantastic elements to them. So yeah. This has been the SFF Audio Podcast. Please join us at www.sffaudio.com.